me to introduce myself. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well, y'all done came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God. Charlemagne and DJ Envy? Damn. Yes, you are. All I do is read about the Breakfast Club. Really? Every morning. That's good. You guys are trending. Every, uh, you know, I drag my ass out of bed. I'm like, uh, what happened on the Breakfast Club today? Get, get your ass off. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. That's right. Into the goddamn work week. We are here, baby. Yes, it is. And let me shout out uh, Alabama A&M University. Uh, yesterday, they did a, a bunch of conversations. All, all week, they're doing a bunch of conversations, and they're calling it men. It's a conversation about men. Men meaning uh, mental health, empowerment, and networking. So I was there talking to the students yesterday about uh, financial literacy and generational wealth and and just how, how we got into the game and, and, and everything like that. So just explaining how, what they need to do when they graduate out of college and what they should do, what they should be thinking about. So it was a great conversation. So shout, uh, shout to the students again at Alabama A&M. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. And I was, I was at New Heights Academy yesterday, and it was their literacy night, lit night, mm. 2020. So shout out to all the students there. It was really fun. It was like a pep rally, and the school has like a 99% uh, acceptance rate into colleges. They're just waiting oh. on one student who I'm sure they're going to get into college, but uh, they're just waiting on this one last yes. That's great. And you know, yesterday I, I was I flew to Alabama and then I flew right back. I fly a lot, right? And yesterday was the a first lot. time my stomach got queasy on a flight. That's how bad the turbulence was. And I fly, I've had horrible turbulence, but when I say queasy, like to the point where I was like, yo, I'm about to throw up on this flight, and I've never felt like that ever. But you like, in the front of the plane? How, how do you know it wasn't something you ate? Because there was a lot of turbulence. Because there was a lot of turbulence. And I don't then, do it. I get motion sickness, but never on the plane, only in never, cars. Never, never. Like, I can't sit. If there's, like, three rows, I can't sit in the back because I'll get sick. So. And, and two things happened that, that never happened. One, they said, hey, this is going to be a bad flight, so we're going to pass out the bags if you throw, if you need to throw up. Yeah, they, they oh, said so that they on knew. the flight. So they never said that before. And... The, uh, the pilot was like, so there's going to be no uh, drink service today. So They don't want you to throw up. They didn't want nobody to have any drinks. They didn't offer anybody no drinks. And I'm not, I'm talking water, soda, juice. Soda. Oh, that means they released some uh, chemicals on that plane. They put some chemical, that was some germ warfare that happened on that flight. I don't know. You're infected. Maybe, but what a flight you probably back. got the Heineken virus right well, now. Thank God, thank God you made it. Thank God you made it. Say yeah. a prayer. I didn't make it back. Thank I, I was praying all through that flight. Hey, I want to salute the good folks at Blackman Hill, too, man, who came up here yesterday. Uh, Blackman Hill is an organization that provides free therapy for brothers in the Philadelphia area. Uh, I would love to see that program go national, but uh, the reason I want to salute them, I really want to salute the listeners because they really showed up for Black Men's Health yesterday in a big way. Black Men's Health said they got so many donations and so many people signing up for the free therapy. So a round of applause to y'all, the audience. Can you send me that link? Because I wasn't here. I was in Alabama. Send me Mm -hmm. that link. I would love to donate. They would love for you to I, I heard the interview, and I would love to donate. I just, I was, 
talking to the students at Alabama. Sometimes you got to do your work here, and then I got to do my work there, and you got to do her work over there. Listen, we, but as, as long as, as we're long doing as the, the work. work is being done. Absolutely. And listen, I got to um, say good morning to Jay Electronica. He's up bright and early. Lying. <laughs> In L.A. Is He's it true? Not lying. Lying. Is it true? First of all, it don't matter if it's true. Let me tell you something. What, what did he tweet up? He said, album done. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yes. What does that mean for Jay Electronica? I know what it means when other artists say that, but when Jay Electronica says album done, what does that mean? It means his album's done. Okay, is it done, sure. Is it done done or is it <laughs> My just debut done? Yeah. album featuring Hove, Man, This Is Highway Robbery, recorded over 40 days and 40 nights, starting from December 26, releasing in 40 days. Does Hove remember that he's on the album? Hove probably recorded those verses nine years ago. No, I think this is no, new. I think I, it did recently. Actually, he's in L.A. right now, and they've been, you know. Jay Electronica. I can't, like, he gave me strict instructions. I can't say anything. We don't but, believe you. We, we, send us yeah. a record it's, right it's now. A, it's a thousand percent true. And which album is this, though? Cause it's just, his first album. Just Blaze has had a Jay Electronica album on his this laptops his and hard drives album. forever. Jay. So which album is this? this if is you're listening, send us a record right now to prove it. He's the one with Hove. Nobody believes you, He's Jay not Electronica. Gonna do it, He's not going to do it. Yo, King, God, nobody believes you. He got it. Okay? I believe him. He'll be fine. Show and prove through actions and deeds, Jay Electronica, not words and lip service. You've read Message to the Black lip Man service. by Elijah Muhammad. Show and prove through Yeesh. actions and deeds, not words and lip service. Well, we won't believe it until we see it. I can tell I hear you, it. the album's done. So congratulations to Jay Electronica. He's excited about it, and but, there's a whole plan. Well, I believe. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. <laughs> All right. Well, Selena Johnson will be joining us this morning. Yes. yes. She has a song called Believer. <laughs> she got a new album, album called mm-hmm. Woman, and it's like, you know, an, an empowerment album to, to, to women, so... And she, Selena just got a dope story to me. Okay. Selena, Selena's got a good POV on a lot of things. And she's a host on Sister Circle TV. I know that mm-hmm. was inspiring for this album. Yeah, so we'll kick it with her in a little bit. And we got front page news. What are we talking about, yeah? Uh Well, let's talk about Donald Trump. You know, he was saying that he was going to speak yesterday at noon. We'll tell you what he had to say about this whole impeachment. All right. Now, speaking of believing, Meek Mill got a new joint featuring Justin Timberlake. It's called oh, Believe. Yeah, heard, a lot of believing going on this that's morning. That's right. Yeah, I heard this album back in December when I did uh, my one-on-one interview with Meek Mill in the Bahamas. He, he played me this record. All right. Well, let's get into the joint right now. Get your ass up. It's Friday. Good morning. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. That was Meek Mill, Justin Timberlake with Believe. It's amazing how records sound different uh, from the studio to the actual radio. You know, you hear it in the studio and it mm-hmm. got a certain energy. Mm-hmm. But then once you hit on the radio, you're like, oh, okay. Dig that. Yeah, mixed mastering, yeah, all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, let's get in some front page news. Start with sports. Now, yesterday, the All-Star draft results. Team LeBron versus Team Adonis. All right, now, LeBron. I mean, LeBron's team is going to kill uh, the Greek freak. I mean, I don't even know what the Greek freak was thinking about. All right, but let's go through LeBron's team, right? Let's tell you some of the people on it. James Harden. Kawhi Leonard. Anthony Davis, uh, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler. That's on. Oh uh, no, I'm sorry. Why they do? It? Why would they do it like that? Right. Anyway, Anthony Davis. Let me do it again. Team LeBron. Anthony Davis, James Harden, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. That's some of the people on LeBron's team. The Greek Freak, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry. Team LeBron's going to crush. Why do you say they're going to crush? With the players that they got? You don't think so? has got some ballers on this team, too, bro. What are you talking about? LeBron, LeBron got, got ballers, ballers. LeBron got Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Right? Who else? Luka. Luka Donich. Donich, yeah. Who else? James Harden. Okay. Uh, Jason Tatum. Chris Paul. Russell Westbrook. Okay. Ben Simmons. Damian Lillard. 
And uh, and you only named five people from the other squad? Joel B. They got Kevin Walker, Trey Young, uh, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. LeBron's team is going to bust ass. That doesn't even sound right. Why, no. why, why is, all that, why is the, the, the balance so different on that They squad? pick them. It's like, you know, LeBron gave first pick, the Greek freak second pick. Mm. It don't make no sense. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, what else we got, Yee? Um, well, I don't think we have time now, but in the next hour, we'll oh, talk shoot. about... <laughs> yes, we'll talk about Donald Trump and what he had to say yesterday. All right. Well, that was fashy. I mean, we don't have time. Goodness gracious. All right. How long was that Meek Mill song? About five minutes. Yeah, there you go. They got some music. Team. All right. Well, I'm trying to figure out why Team LeBron got all these. That's what I said. It don't make no sense. No, no, no you pick anybody. Pick you can pick those. Yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, I mean, Gianna's got some ballers, though. No, I mean, Pascal Siakam, Kimba Walker, Trey Young. LeBron's team is stacked. Brandon Ingram. This is ridiculous. Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton. You got some ballers. Over but, James Harden, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard. Luca, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luca, James Harden, that's, Russell that's, Westbrook, Damian Lillard. That's tough. Oh my goodness! All his right, star, his starters are definitely better. All right. Well, that is your front page news, kind of. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, or maybe you feel blessed. You want to spread some positivity, whatever it may be. 800-585-1051 is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is David Livingston from San Antonio, Texas. David, what's up? Get it off your chest, brother. Man, I wish Gail King and Oprah would stop bashing black men. Did they forget they were black, too? That is very true, but I'm going to tell you something, what, man. What black- about Harvey Weinstein? What about all the oh other people that's out here doing the same thing? And they won't have an interview with them, but, you know, and then the Kobe situation with Lisa Leslie, man, I can't believe they doing us like that. You think that if Harvey Weinstein would do a sit-down interview right now, they wouldn't take it? No, they wouldn't take it. I really don't. You really believe that? Because them... Yeah, because them guys put okay. money in their pockets. It's all about the money. Well, they did. The they, analytics. I, they, I know, they interviewed I, I, his lawyer. I, I, I they interviewed read, Harvey's lawyer. I read something the other, the other day. Where I think Oprah did want to do a sit-down with Harvey, but Harvey didn't want to do it. But He's not doing no sit-down. He's in the middle of a trial. I'm going to be honest with you, though. We all are very hard on each other. Like, yes, it does seem like Oprah and Gail go harder on, you know, black men than they do white men, but it feels like we go harder on black celebrities than we do white people, too, because... Some people said some very nasty stuff about Kobe last week that were Caucasian, and I don't see them getting the backlash that Gail and Oprah getting this week. Lord have mercy. Like, it's okay to bash black women if you feel a certain way. You still can't, like, you still got to do the right thing. Gosh. I mean, that conversation it's was just ridiculous. Found. I mean, I think we all agree that that conversation oh, yeah, was just found. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. And that's fine, but I think people are going really overboard. I can't tell how people how to react. I don't, I don't think people are going but, overboard. No, I, 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 her, I do. Bitch. I do. Come on now. They are going a little too crazy. I don't think they're going over. What is their emotions? Like it you say, every right. reaction is a reaction. People, people are hurt. reacting. Yes. Those, those are their friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, people are hurt. They're redistributing so. pain. Like because this is a real thing. Like Kobe is absolutely dead. He's not here anymore. Yeah. So I get it. I get why everybody mm-hmm. feels the way they feel. But we do go very, very that's hard their on friends. our own. You know what I mean? Like that's that was Snoop's friend. You know what I mean? Hello, who's this? What up, man? This is Knowledge, man. How y'all doing? Knowledge, what up, man? Get it off your chest. Man, I want to say, it sounds like y'all talking about what I want to talk about, man. Shout out to our culture for, you know, you know, bringing it to the head with Gail. However, 
I don't think we should really just uh, cancel her as much as we did. First off, they journalists, they super journalists. They've been in the game since the early 70s. So strategically, I feel she knew what she was doing. I don't even think when you really listen to the tone of her questions, I think she wanted to pull, pull out that answer from Leslie that everybody don't think the same. And we need to stop looking at just because they are our skin color, then they support the mass agenda, man, because that lady, Gail, Oprah, they represent more than just being black and be honest with you, you know? And I, I say the same thing about Angela Yee. We all, you know, even though y'all y'all women are black, you know what I'm saying? Y'all agenda is to empower women and have a voice for women that can't be heard, you know? We, we think of our own, I know, yes, we should have said some about Kobe. She should have even brought the question up. However, you know what I'm saying? It's only right. Now, on the back end, you know, her friend Harvey Weinstein, she needs to also have that conversation with him. Whenever the, if, if the trial ends, we should also have that part. And, you know, she should she should talk about that as well. And I think I commend our culture for calling her out. However, you shouldn't be surprised. They're journalists. You know, so... And now people are talking I mean, about some free Bill Cosby from all of this. I'm like, I don't even understand. Yeah, they shouldn't have bought Bill. Come on now. <laughs> now Bill is talking on Twitter. That's not the it's person. Ridiculous. That's not the person you need to pipe up for you at a time like Free this. Free R. Kelly, then. Like, I mean, come Kobe, on. Kobe Bryant ridiculous. and Bill Cosby have nothing to do with each other. Like, <laughs> ugh. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. With your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Uh, hello, this is Monte calling from Grand Rapids. Monte, what up? Doing? What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Uh, doing good. So I want to spread some positivity, uh, mainly to Charlemagne. Thank you for Charlemagne to uh, just spreading awareness on mental health. Um, I think it's very important that everybody just kind of look inside and get some um, positivity from you because you're very inspiring. And Thank I you, my brother. Solution. I uh, send, I post workout videos on Instagram. They're free. Um, it's my therapy, therapy for myself. And if anybody wants to just follow along and get some therapy in that way, my name's Monte Lee. It's M-O-N-T-A-Y period L-E-E. And I post the workouts daily. Thank you, Thank brother. You. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Tamika out of Charlotte. How are y'all? 704, what's happening? Get it off your and chest. You know what? I have two things. Y'all are coming for this day party. I have been trying to get to this day party for years and have yet to make it. Well, so well, this is going to be the last one. The last one. Yeah, it's the last yeah. one in North Carolina. This is definitely the last one. So I want to talk about this. So I was watching highlights from this Kobe stuff, and I'm so annoyed. We cannot let a rape case that legally got dismissed overshadow his death. That's right. A lot of people are saying, oh, well, what about the rape victim? She chose not to testify, so this is where accountability comes in. It's dismissed. It's gone. Let's let it go. I'm annoyed. <laughs> yeah, but people should talk about why she didn't want to testify. Like, talk about the fact this that she, she, there was a lot of evidence, you know, against her. You know, the fact that she had a lot of different semen in her panties. The fact that she was, you know, uh, taking medication for schizophrenia. There was a lot of things that were happening with her situation that probably made her not want to get on that stand. And she had friends that was going to testify. Him. She had her own friends that was going to testify against her and say that she wanted to sleep with Kobe because she said it. So... I don't know. If you're going to tell a story, tell the whole story. 
This is true. Thank y'all. All right, mama. Hello, who's this? Yo, Envy, what's going on, bro? It's the tag team champs, iPhone and Mellow. Mellow. Yo, how, how did y'all become the champs? I got my number blocked. What's up? Yo, I got to have Mellow call, man. If they turn their phone over stuff on my name, I've been calling up there. Everybody who in that moment was in there. Shut up. What is going on? Yo, man, I just want to say I appreciate y'all for letting me shout out my party on Wednesday. It's been going up ever since. And more blessings for me because I'm coming to Just Add Water officially. Shots is on me. I don't know how many. I'm going to ask my way Yo, listen, tell them oh. interns I've been calling when they was at elementary school. Hey, 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 hey. Come whoa, whoa, on, I'm, turn I'm a, it down a little. Yeah, we don't want none, we don't want none of them listeners. You're not gonna... <laughs> if you've been calling up since then, we don't want you. We like we like we like new we like new fresh we, I got a, a three-way through mellow. Nah, bro. We like new, fresh Breakfast Club listeners who've been riding with us for nine years. We don't care oh, about what you used right. to listen to yo, way back in the day. Right, yo, I mean, just for that, yo, just for that, like I said, nine shots on me, just that water. I don't know how much after that because I'm acting my way. Right, okay, man. my man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now you we got rumors on the way? Yes, last night, Nicki Minaj put out a new song, and we'll have some of that for you. Why we ain't start the show with that one? Why we start the show with Meek Show? Why we ain't start the show with Nicki's new song? That's a good question. Are we playing Meek's new song every hour on hour with nope. Justin Timberlake? Oh, you just started the show? Okay. Yep, yep. Why, why Nicki don't get that same love? Are we about to get Mickey, Nicki's joint on now? Who is Mickey? I said Nicki's joint on now. That means you're going to play 30 seconds of Nicki doing Rumor Report. That's what that means. Nah, we'll play her joint. Okay. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Harvey Weinstein. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, the first witness called by the defense in Harvey Weinstein's sex assault trial was up there, and it didn't go so well. Uh, so basically, it seems like his defense witness actually worked more uh, beneficially for the prosecution. They did ask him uh, about different incidents, and in one case, uh, the person who was on the stand, Paul Felcher, he's a former Miramax consultant, was called to the stand to talk about Annabella Sciorra, who said that she was raped and then threatened by Harvey Weinstein in the early 90s. He did say that uh, Annabella had actually downplayed the incident to him and said that she had just done this crazy thing with Harvey Weinstein. But then there were these text messages to Weinstein that Felcher did more harm than good to his friend. The text said, uh, did you also say to Harvey Weinstein that your appetite and ambition for the things you want, a script, a movie, and yes, a girl, to put it mildly, is voracious? Felcher said, yes, I did. He said, so you would agree that Harvey Weinstein is an extremely aggressive person. And that's when the Miramax consultant, Paul Felcher, said yes. And he said, I mean, it was my understanding for a very long time that Harvey had a sex addiction (laughs) and that he dated a lot of women. So Harvey's sitting there saying, whose side are you on? The prosecutor then said, "Then, then you go on to say, if a lot of these girls have been my daughter, I want to beat the ish out of you. He said, that is correct. He told his friend told Harvey that? Yeah. Well, that says a lot, guys. <laughs> I think we're done here. <laughs> I think we've got all we need. All right, switching over to the positive side of things, Justin Bieber and Quavo, they have teamed up for a music video for Intentions, and Justin Bieber's Changes album is about to come out next week, and here's a snippet of that song if you haven't heard it. Act like you know that you are. It's perfect, you don't need no filter. Gorgeous 
What's really nice is in the video, they're at Alexandria House, which is an L.A.-based nonprofit organization. They help women and children move from crisis to stability. Mm -hmm. So they actually have three different women who are sharing their stories of education, homelessness, and foster care in the video. And they also announced the Intentions Fund that's going to help the Alexandria House. That's beautiful. You know the problem I have with Justin Bieber's music right now? What's that? It doesn't seem like it's reflecting his life. You know what I mean? It just—it's it's good music. It sounds good. Are you trying to say he sounds like he's chasing a hit? It, it don't sound like he, it don't sound like anything that's reflecting his actual life. We know he went through like depression and mm -hmm. he was dealing with some mental health issues and you know he got married. It don't mm -hmm. seem like any of that is reflecting. You know his life. I would, well, I would, maybe it's in the album. Maybe, maybe it's, it maybe. goes yeah, in the album. We, it's just the records for radio. And yeah. heard a, a lot of the singles sound very. You know what? We got somebody that wrote a hit record. Okay. Let Justin cut it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know he is, I guess, trying to change. So maybe a song like this with good intentions is part of him trying to be a better person and do good deeds. Maybe feels like he still needs a radio record, a record that's going to spin that his fans will love, and then maybe on the album he'll talk about his life. Yeah, hey, I just want the music to reflect your life, that's all. All right, now, Meek Mill and Justin Timberlake, as you know, we played this song this morning, have a new song out together called Believe. Meek Mill had tweeted, I, I just smoked, I had to laugh. I really got a song with Justin Timberlake. Just was watching him from my mom, PHA house in the hood, and I can still remember clearly, this ish be funny, keep chasing. So that's what he said. Now, another person who put out a new song last night, and we're actually going to get that on for you right after the rumor report, is Nicki Minaj. She also spoke at the Polestar Live event at the Beverly Hilton. And here's some of what she had to say about things like songs that she regrets. I wish I never recorded Anaconda. <laughs> I like the video, but uh, I wish, um, this is my first ever solo song on Billboard was Your Love. To this day, I hate that. I like the video, but I hate the song. I can go one and one. I hate starships. I mean, like, yo, starships are in the fly. I was like, why do I do that? First of all, your love was fire. I was gonna say I really like your I don't love. Know what she talking about? I still have that on the playlist. Your love is fire. I like your love. Starships is cool. Nah, but see, but Starships and crossed her over to a, a fan base that she didn't have. So yeah, I'm not cool. mad at Starships. Well, no, I she had that because she had Superbase before Starships. Yeah, both of those records did, but Starships was way big. I just didn't like Anaconda. Starships was bigger than Superbase? I, I think so. I think so. Starships was, nah, was huge. Nah, I don't think so. All right, well she goes on. But Anaconda was trash. I hated Anaconda. And that's why that, that was one of the first times Nikki got mad at me because I said Anaconda was trash. Yes, but it, I, it, it was garbage. She goes on to talk about about sometimes wishing she would have just stayed quiet. I would give our, I would give advice to well to all artists, but especially women, try your best to let the small stuff go. I took some time recently to just reflect and take time away. And I was reflecting and I was looking at the things that I gave my energy to and I couldn't believe it. I was just like what the hell? I would have redone the whole thing and just kept my mouth shut. All right, in addition to that, she talks, um, well, you know what? Let's just get into the song. You want to hear Yikes? I do want to hear Yikes. Yeah, let's hear Yikes. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. We're going to play Top of the Hour, then we're going to get Yikes on. It's new music from Nicki Minaj. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, the All-Star Draft results were released yesterday. Of course, LeBron is the captain, and the Greek Freak is a captain. All right, now, LeBron team, it looks like he's going to bust the Greek Freak's team, all right? Let me just tell you who's on LeBron's team, some of the players. Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka, James Harden, uh, Damian Lillard, Ben Simmons, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. On the Greek Freak, Joel Embiid, Kemba Walker, Trey Young, uh, Rudy Goldberg, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, just to name a few. Yeah, and they're going quarter for quarter, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, LeBron's team is just going to put up more points. It's not like they play defense in the goddamn All-Star game. Nah, not at all. Yeah. 
All right, what else we got, Yee? All right, Donald, <clears throat> Donald Trump. He was talking yesterday about his impeachment acquittal. He had been promoting that at noon he was going to discuss it. And here's what he had to say. We were treated unbelievably unfairly. And you have to understand, we first went through Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all bull****. If this happened to President Obama, a lot of people would have been in jail for a long time already. Now we have that gorgeous word. I never thought a word would sound so good. It's called total acquittal. <laughs> Yo, he's the craziest oh man. He's spiking the football. He does. He spiked the football. He hit that Millie Rock. He hit that Michael Jackson. He hit that shoot on their ass one time just to let them know you can't touch me. I'm Teflon Don. God damn it. All right, okay. now Google has apologized mm -hmm. for accidentally sending out some private videos to strangers. If you use Google Takeout between November 21st and November 25th, you might have gotten a video that someone you didn't know had posted, and they said they are working to fix, or they have fixed the underlying problem already. So if you got a private video that was from a stranger, it was a mistake from Google. Uh, Kobe and Gianna Bryant, their memorial service is now set for February 21st. February 24th, that will be at the Staples Center. There's a lot of significance in that number, the two, which was Gianna's number, her jersey, and the 24, that was Kobe's number. That's dope. Yes, so mm -hmm. if you Kobe's guys second number. want to go to the Staples Center, that's where it will be on the 24th. I, I, okay. Can the Staples Center hold that? You think about how packed the Staples Center was for Nipsey Hussle and Michael Jackson. Can, can the Staples Center hold Kobe Bryant's funeral? I'm sure they have to do some things outdoors and so on and so forth, but that's where I it, think it's only right where he played. Yeah, I think it's it. only right to have it there. I'm sure it's all very symbolic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he just wanted to be safe for people too, though. All right. All right. Now Burger King is letting people get some free Whoppers this Valentine's Day. There's four participating locations in this promotion. That's going to be in New York on 42nd Street and San Francisco, 35 Powell Street. In L.A. on 545 North Victory Boulevard in Boston, 150 Everett Avenue. So what they're doing is if you bring in a picture of your ex, then you get a free Whopper. That's all you have to do. That's all you got to do? Yeah. You don't see the symbolism? It's your ex. Ex flame. You know what I'm saying? Things that you should be cut, that, that you cut off. Ex flame. Things that and that's weren't the flame good for you. Grilled things that whopper. were hurting for you. Hurt, things that hurt you. Now, if you bring a picture of this toxic thing in, we give you another toxic thing, which is a goddamn whopper. Okay? <laughs> Nothing better that I can give you for Valentine's Day than diabetes and high cholesterol. They're not even going to give you an impossible Whopper? Just a regular old school Whopper? Maybe you can't get an impossible Whopper. I would hope so. Even Jesus though they cook Christ. it on the same grill, right? Life should be about healthier <laughs> options. How about bringing a picture of your new boo, who's probably better for you than your old toxic boo, and we'll give you this healthier option since you now have a new healthier option. We'll give you this impossible Whopper. Come on, man. All right, now. Put some, th some thought into these marketing campaigns. NASA astronaut Christina Koch has made history. She now has broken the record for the longest single space flight by a woman, and she also conducted the first all-female spacewalk with fellow NASA astronaut Jessica Mayer. She said, we caught each other's eye, and we knew that we were really honored with this opportunity to inspire so many, and just hearing our voices talk to mission control, knowing two female voices had never been on the loops, solving those problems together outside. It was a really special feeling. So what a video. So that first spacewalk was on October 18th. With a video. That's what I was just looking for. If ain't no video, it didn't happen. I'm tired of everybody telling us they went to space and not showing us no video. Nothing. Where's the goddamn video? 
Well, listen, it was a, originally it was a six-month mission, and then it extended, and she reached the record of 328 days. Where is the video? We live in an era where if we don't see it, we don't believe it. Y'all okay? can't just give these women their props. No, because it has nothing to do with women. It has to do with the fact that for you years, see they've been telling us they've been in space, and they're doing these spacewalks, and they're on the moon. Show us some goddamn video. I want to see. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your front page news. You know, people don't like when you say goddamn. You know that. Why? They feel like it's disrespectful. Uh, listen, if they got a problem with God, that's on them. Okay. I think it's the goddamn part. What's no. wrong with dams? Not mm. dams. Damn. You think God don't be looking down from heaven sometimes saying, damn, look at these dumbass niggas. Yeah, but he don't he say goddamn. So. You don't think so sometimes. Hey, when you know better, you can do better. <laughs> Why would he call on himself? I don't know. I'm calling for God. I'm like, God, damn. <laughs> Look at these people. You know uh, what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying when I, I say it. I'm going to start putting the space between it then. D- Instead of just saying God damn, I'm going to be like, God. God. Uh, do what, do what Emmy does and say, gosh darn it. I don't no. say gosh darn it. Yes, you do. Do I? Mm-hmm. God damn is a complete And you sentence. also say from the rooter to the tutor. From the rooter to, I do say from the rooter to the tutor. I'm calling on God. I'm saying God. God space. And then I'm looking at you and I'm like, damn. I, that's like, or whatever the that's situation like a human is. resource thing. Like when you just said that damn, it was like, damn, I want you. That Don't look at me like that. But anyway. Huh? When we come back, <laughs> what? Selena Johnson will be guy, joining us. You're going to look at me and be like, damn. He said he was gay. So what? Okay. Gosh, that's what y'all got out of that. Selena Johnson <laughs> okay. will be joining us. All right? We're going to kick it with Selena when we come back. All right? Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is not here today. And we got Aww. a special guest in the building, Miss Selena Johnson Yay. is here. Hey, Looking Selena. amazing. Hi, guys. You are glowing. Well, you know, I'm trying to live my best life out here, Charlemagne. I've been following your fitness journey, too. Thank you. Which is so inspiring. <clears throat> yes. So let's talk about that because you actually competed, right, in mm-hmm. a fitness competition. Yeah. And so... I know, listen, and trust me, as we get older, I know how hard it is, like, things that I used to get away with when I was younger, I can't get away with now, we're so busy, how do we get to go to the gym? So talk about your journey, because you lost over 50 pounds. I did. I lost 55 pounds. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. When I hit the stage, so I'm probably about 10 pounds back up. Mm -hmm. But um, I've always wanted to bodybuild, you know, but I just never... I never thought I would have the time to do it, um, but I was a, a three-sport athlete in high school. Basketball was my main sport, wow. so I've always been into working out, you know, training, but just didn't really know how to eat. But then when I started getting trainers, um, they would be competitors, and I would look at them in fascination, like, wow, you know, that's dope. And so I always wanted to do it, but I never had the time. So last year, I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of not doing stuff that I be wanting to do. Yeah. And as you get older, you just be like, yeah, me do you me. just be like, F- it. I'm just gonna go on here and do it, and then if it doesn't work, then okay, so you fail. You didn't, but at least you tried. Can we talk about the record you was nominated for, All Falls Down? Yes. By Kanye West. Yes. Because he said something on that. Because I, I remember the original version that had the sample mm-hmm. from Lauryn Hill. Yes. And then when he remade it with you, he even says in the song, Selena, you just like that safety belt, you saved my life. Mm-hmm. What exactly did he mean by that? Well, I assume that he meant, um, okay, so we were in the studio working on Bullseye, which was a song off of my third album, The Flesh, and um, he was the producer on that record. So he was working on uh, College Dropout, in the other room and they were going through mixing and mastering I believe it was like a deadline for All Falls Down because I think that was you know they're already chosen for a single mm-hmm. and so at the end of the night it was probably I'm not even the night in the morning it's like maybe 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning he's like um 
you know, yo, you know, can you can you uh, come sing on this hook? I've been trying out a lot of different singers. I'm up against the deadline and the clearance for the sample has not come through yet. So I just went over there, you know, just because he kind, he's Kanye. That's family, that's Chicago. So I go over there and I do the song and um, he he played for me that part, the, the mystery of iniquity part. And um, so I just tried to sing it exactly like she did because I was assuming that he wanted, you know, exactly what she put on there. And so it's him and his a and guy and they're like, can you put do something else to it? You know, right. put your flair to it. Put a little spin to it. Put a little piece of something to it. So do that's Selena. A, put it. Put the Selena to it. So I did. A, oh, 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 which I later found out the reason why it had to be that way is because you you have to do it differently. Right. Or else they have to. Or there's some. Yes. So I did a couple of different passes. They sped it up, and then the next morning it was like, oh yeah, okay. So this is the single then is coming out, and the <laughs> video is next week, and then we're doing this, that, and the third. So that's how it happened, and I assume saving you like a seatbelt. Um, he was referring to when he had that car accident, gotcha. and um, and that was traumatic for him. And then I guess this 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 point in his life, which actually became. Like, I don't know if it was it his biggest hit. Yeah. yeah, but it became a very big hit for him that yes. pretty much kicked off everything that's Kanye right now. And so I guess seatbelt meant that, saving him from having to delay, you know, what we see of him as Kanye. Who knows what would have happened or what would have happened with his project had that not been out in a timely manner. Have yeah. you ha- ha- maintained a relationship? Um, kind of, sort of. Um, if he was to call me right now, I don't think it would be a bad, you know, bad blood. I mean, he could call me anytime he wants to. He called me in uh, 2014 to do a record for Rick Ross's album, mm-hmm. which was um, the song that they end up putting Betty Wright on. But he called me in there. He need to have you at Sunday service. He do need to have me down to the side. I that like church. Sense. I always wonder about guys like that, though, because you saved him with the all fall down. He knows you're super talented. Why wouldn't he be more involved as he starts to blow and grow? Why wouldn't he take Selena on the journey with him? Uh, you know, I just feel like he could have did more. That's just me. Well, I'll tell you this. When that All Falls Down was happening, Kanye did try to come get me off of Jive Records. Mm. But the depth of Jive Records was so high, it was ridiculous. I remember having a conversation with him, and I just, I didn't know any better to be like, well, just produce the whole album. That's right. the same thing. The label would have been down for that. I'm sure they would. They would have been but down for that. But to Kanye's credit, so he did actually. I think he a, did. Mm-hmm. I think that was an attempt. Now, anybody can say, oh, why he didn't do this? Well, that was his journey. And maybe he was focusing still on trying to get his stuff on. How did you end up two, four million dollars in debt? Well, you know. You know how labels do. You know how they do. You. <laughs> uh, I ordered this water. Up, oh, yeah, thirty-five dollars. <laughs> oh, service, five thousand know dollars. You know, marketing is. Yeah, man, promotions. listen. At that time, um, they were giving out. You yeah. know, that was the time where your videos was four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That was the time where you were paying back 90 percent of your marketing budget. That was the time where if you came to stay, I stayed in a hotel, maybe like two months recording the album. And you didn't oh, even think all about of it. that. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> so that's what labels do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then they back you in a hole, and then. They they write it off. Because that's you... what they do to the black artists. They put all the money into the white artists, and then the black artists, they write them off. So that whole artist being a tax write-off thing is real. No, that's real talk. Yeah. That's what Jav Records used to do. I was on there in the time where it was the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC. Oh, um, man. All of them. Yeah, even so, Britney Spears and all, Britney all of them was Spears, all yeah. of them. So at the end of the day, we was a good old time write-off. 
All right, we have more with Selena Johnson. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Selena Johnson. Yee. Now, I see you've been talking about, um, everybody's been asking you about R. Kelly, obviously, yeah. because early on in your career, he did uh, write one of one of your first hit songs. I yes. am your woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what? so now you said you can't even perform that song anymore just because you don't feel like it's right. Let's read some of the lyrics. Hello, somebody. Now, mm-hmm. I've been dealing with you since Sweet 16. My God, Isn't today. that crazy that you didn't Woman. think about that? Because we hear all these songs from back then, and we don't really, like, think about all the underage no. references. You, you just when I heard it, I thought, oh, that's cute. They've been together since they were 16 years old. <laughs> and then uh, he raised her coming up in the game. Like, that's dope. They've been together all these years, and they were, he raised her. But that's it was an older man. He was telling you what it was. He was telling everybody he was telling, what it he was. He was saying things in his music. And if you go back and listen to a lot of different records, you hear little things like, wow. Uh, I wonder if that was part AJ of it. AJ ain't nothing but AJ a number. AJ nothing but yeah. a number. <laughs> or how about the song, somebody take my hand off because I never want to hurt you, babe. You know, um, Andrea Kelly came on Sister Circle and talked about oh. how he was physically abusive. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I when I heard thought about that lyric when she was talking, you know, and I'm like, man, he might have been crying out, saying right. stuff mm-hmm. through the music for many years. For you, that that has to really suck, though. Like you think about somebody that had a, a part in your success mm-hmm. early on, and it's like you look back and you just there were some signs there, but I guess at that time people really didn't know. You know, I I like to equate it to like. <laughs> you know how when you're in high school and every day you go to school, there's this one person in your classroom that's your school friend, mm-hmm. right? And and you have the best time when you come to this specific class with this person. Mm-hmm. But then when you go home, you got a whole different kind of crew. So it's like you're with that person. You see that person you, and every time you're with them, you don't see that. You know, this is what you see of them. Right. This is your friend. And then 20 years later, you at the crib and somebody be like, yo, they just found out she was hiding people under the basement, dead people. <laughs> she got down to the freezer. Like, you know. You're saying that you and R. Kelly was label mates. That's it. We were label mates, yeah. but we also worked together. Okay. And it might go like a year or two before I would see him again or work with him or go to a party or something like that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, well, I didn't know him that well. No, I knew Robert. Now, listen, how but, old were you when, you when he wrote I Am Your Woman? Oh, I was 23. Oh, so you was grown. No, I'm a grown woman. Yeah, did you yeah, yeah. did you think it was not true at first? Because, you know, at first you're like, nah, there's no way he did those things. At 23 years old, I didn't know anything about... No, um, I mean, like, later on when you he- started hearing things. Oh, yeah, no. So the first one, remember he had the charges, and mm-hmm. then they were dropped. Yes. And I remember being in the studio and watching him cry and be like, I don't know why they're doing this to me. And I remember that. I never saw any of thing, anything except stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But let's not get it twisted. The men in this industry, in the music business, there are a lot of them that are very off the chain. Right. So if men were flirting here and there or whatever, that was the norm. Mm-hmm. So if men flirted, but Robert never really flirted. I was kind of like a baby sister kind of concept. But it was men in the studio that flirted all the time. But you you don't be tripping Some off that. Some people will be like, oh, that's just part of the industry. You that's just be just like, they, whatever. You, you got to have a tough skin. That's what they'll tell you as a woman. Women, you we deal with this skin. all the time. So in your mind, you're not thinking that he's any different from this guy here or any of the guys that are around him. You, you know? said you had a situation, though, where you brought your ex-husband. I did. To the studio. I brought my mad. ex-husband to the studio. Now, 
one of the A&Rs told me he got mad because I brought him to the studio. But then somebody else told me that he got mad because I was questioning Donnie, which at the time was the engineer that was working on the song with me. But it was a mid, it was in the middle of the night, and I drove all the way from Bloomington, which was like an hour and 15 minutes away. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting ready to come there by myself. Right, right. So I, I don't, I didn't care about that. And whether or not you liked him being there or not, that is dang, dang to do with me. Did, did R. Kelly ever try you? No. Not really. I feel like um, all all men are very, you know, looking in the, you know, that right. you could feel. But I don't. I was never approached like trying. To it wasn't aggressive. Me. No, it might I have had nobody subtle. trying to come get like, come on, girl, let's no. And then people say, well, did you see anything? If I saw something, I would have been in the news because mm-hmm. we would have been fighting. Mm-hmm. I grew up in an environment where I saw violence in my own house. And I went through it personally in relationships. So I, that wouldn't have worked well with me. I would have probably cussed him out or probably swung on him myself. It's interesting, like, when you think back of, like, even like a song like I Am Your Woman, you didn't realize that I was about a young girl. No. Being with an older guy. Mm-mm. You think about, like, I think about movies like Belly, when DMX was getting that from the little 16-year-old girl. And don't nobody say nothing. I think about Juice. When Q was sleeping with the with older the woman, lady, she was a teacher who, who had an ex he, he was in high school, you know what right? Mean? So it's just weird, all of these things that were normal, in normalized back then. Yeah. That we just be like, oh, it's cool. Or like people would say, like when I see different reports, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, back in the day, and my husband, uh, you know, he talks about it all the time because he's from Chicago, he's from the West Side, and he'd be like, the young, that was the thing. Right. He said all the young girls, it would be guys lined up in cars, older guys, to come pick up all the young girls. At he was the like, school, that yeah. was at the high school. Mm-hmm. He said that was like the normal thing. And I feel like as a younger girl, you know, you want to date an older guy, but older guys should not want to date yeah. younger girls. You they should be should. like, that's disgusting. And yeah, well, hey. they, first of all, what are you giving, what can she possibly give you at this age, just the age gap alone? What is the conversation like if you're talking to a 17-year-old and you 40? Well, yeah. if you got a fragile ego, you know what I'm saying, and you got insecurities, they're building that. They building you up. You can control them. They do whatever the hell you tell them to do. There's definitely some 40-year-old guys that act about 18 years old too. Then there's that. <laughs> then there's then there's men who have been through trauma and they're stuck at it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So then they say pr- traumas. Uh, when you have trauma, it's it's you freeze. You freeze if what, you yeah, don't. Yeah, whatever age. Don't, exactly. Yeah. If you don't heal from it, then you will still always be that 18-year-old man trapped inside of a 40-something-year-old body. And maybe that was the case as well. Because, you know, if if you all read his book, uh, Robert's book, R. Kelly's book... Why would I read a book by somebody that can't read? Well, I'm just trying to tell you, somebody must have wrote it because it, <laughs> it was a damn good read. I, I tell Kelly you got a book? R. Kelly got he a book? He has a book, and it talks about how he was molested real bad by men he, and women. Was it authorized by him, or was it somebody wrote a book about I think, him? Like I a, think it was authorized by him as well. Okay. And uh, it was talking about how he was molested real bad and how he went through a whole bunch of stuff at a young age. So maybe that's where his his um, trauma stopped right. and he never evolved. It's all that. in the docu. Did you watch the docu series? I watched the first one, okay. which is the reason why I came to the I'm your I don't want to do I'm your woman mm-hmm. because and and let me say this too. We should not be responsible for loving that music at that time in our lives because we didn't know what was going on. And I think a lot of people feel responsible for loving his music at that time. The music could have made babies, children. You know, right. you could have it could have created memories. You that danced are, at weddings. You, come on. You're on honeymoon. You're going to let go of that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not your fault. <laughs> what was the most powerful thing to me was, my God, all of these black women, and they had no voice. That was the one thing that hit me. So I felt like, 
whether or not this song was made out of total and complete innocence, somebody's gonna make could be offended by these lyrics. Man. So I'm not going to sing it here in America. Now in Africa, on the other hand, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> it was an anthem. Yeah, you just you were in Africa. But let for me three weeks. but let me tell you, they were infecting women with AIDS, black men. And their song was, I'm your woman, show some respect and treat me as such. That's real. Do you take that away from them? No. When they were being beaten and their kids burned, when xenophobia is happening, and that's the song that they hold on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because music uplifts you, man. Right. Like, so, they don't know nothing about what you're talking about. The All they know is, show some respect and treat me as such. They know that lyric. Even if you know, like, uh, listen, I Miss My Homies remix makes me think about one of my partners who got killed like that record makes me feel better it's like eh. what can you do i know i can't help it that's that it helps it makes me feel better what can you do but that's you're not responsible for the person that made it all right we have more with selena johnson when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's dj envy angela yee Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking it with selena johnson Charlemagne. your 10th album is titled woman why, why'd you title it woman well, based on everything that we've just talked yes. about. That's right. Bring it back. Um, Bring it back. That's where it all kind of comes from. Okay, well, what the song Freelance Lover. What, what perspective is that? Well, you know what that is. That's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, dude, everybody got a friend that's a freelance lover. Uh, he just like all the different types of the ladies, you know. He's just out here in these streets. He's work for hire, you know. You can mm-hmm. just get him at any point in time. He don't really have a set job. He doesn't have any benefits either because he's not in the system. Uh, he's just a freelance he's just lover. D- He's just and you just coochie. I mean, you know, he's freelance. But the problem with the freelance lover is you keep going down to the relationships where the girl is not signing up for the freelance lover. She's in a relationship and you're not. She's trying to be in the home song Mm -hmm. and you're down to the freelance lover. So that's what you got to get to a long time ago. And I I deserve that anymore. You you feel me? And I deserve more. Uh Okay, then. And guys would be mad if you were freelance lover. Because I think a lot of times guys will tell you like we're in a relationship because they don't want you to do anything else. Yeah. But he's still gonna do what he wants to do. But he'll let you believe like I'm not talking to anybody else. It's just me and you. That way it's just you with him. But then right. he's still doing his thing. Like I don't want to commit, but I'm not talking to nobody else. Right. <laughs> but if he if if we're the freelance lover, the song ain't called freelance Mm-mm. lover. It's mm. called freelance ho. ho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not freelance lover. The man is the freelance lover. You know, he's the freelance lover. Papa was a rolling stone. You know, ours is pop. Is mama was a hoe. She's a hoe. Yeah, that's it. What's so funny is you get old as a man and you home. You know what I'm saying? You, you start to look at other men who don't mm. have the me. At, at, and they just hoes, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I call my boys hoes, like, yeah, he's still hoeing. But that, okay, so let me ask you then. Because mm. you, you you out here with these men, these these dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at this stage in the game, what is the philosophy behind being a man whore? Why is this still working in America? I don't think it's working. I think that it's a lot of uh, insecurity that these men haven't dealt with. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of trauma that they haven't dealt trauma. with. And I think that they're just feeding their their egos by sleeping with a whole bunch of different women instead of feeding their souls by being with one woman. That's what I think. So the physical contact actually feels an actual mental and emotional void? I don't think it feels it. I think it's like pouring water into a cup that got a hole at the bottom. bottom. But they think it it does. It gives them that temporary high. Like, oh, yeah, I slept with this woman. I'm the man. But then you go back to just feeling insecure and lonely again. So now you got to sleep with another woman. So sleeping with a woman makes you go, I'm the man, not getting a job. 
Sadly. <laughs> just yeah. making it, just trying to get clear. Sadly. And so, I think sadly. women also feel like we put up with a lot and we, do. we don't have to. You can choose to. Yeah. But it doesn't make you wrong if you're like, you know what, I'm not putting up with this anymore. Well, we have to set boundaries. And there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries. And it's not just women that have to set boundaries. People. Mm -hmm. We as people have to set boundaries in our lives because people will come into your life and try to steal your joy and your peace. Mm -hmm. But you have to be okay with the word no. It's a complete sentence. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's okay to do that. Women need to do it more than men because men do it better than we do because we're emotionally attached in a lot of, in a lot of ways that kind of allows us to sway um, we allow our emotions at times to dictate our decisions, which is not always good. Sometimes it is good, which is why we're mothers and nurturers. But men do better at that because they don't have that emotional peace that we have. So they're able to just be like, they'll just be like, hell no, I ain't doing that shit. And go about their business. You said something that was so important just now when you said, um, so sleeping with a bunch of different women uh, fills your ego, but not getting a job, right? And that's so true. Because, it's deep. Yes. My therapist always says you have a wounded ego. And you have a, a beautiful ego, right? Right. And, and, and your wounded ego is what a lot of men tend to feed. But the beautiful ego, there's nothing wrong with having an ego. Right. You got to have that confidence. You have to. But what gives you that confidence? What gives me that confidence is being a good husband, being a good father, being able to provide, setting up job opportunities. Hello, you know what I mean? Somebody. Yes, opening up businesses. When like you things do a like connection, that. you probably be like, I snapped. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, That's an yeah. ego. That would make me real yes. think I'm cold. Absolutely. But how Sleeping with a bunch take... of people might make me be like, do I need to go to the doctor? Yes, it does. <laughs> Nowadays. It, instant guilt. Like, instant. Because I've been with my girl 22 years, and I've been, like, completely faithful for, like, three, four. Give me Keep black love together. We, we married. We married. You're still together. Yes. But my point is, like, yeah, when you, you know, when you're out here in these streets wilding, that's how you feel immediately. You start to feel, if, if you... If you care, if you're if you human care, being. you start feeling guilty conviction. and disgusted. Like, why, why did but I do But do people that have for? to go through that themselves? Because I feel like, you know, sometimes, like, you've been through it, right? And you've done it. And you can tell somebody, don't do that. But sometimes, until they have those feelings and it happens to them, it's easy to say, okay, I'm in this place now. This is what you need to do. You shouldn't be doing that anymore. But a lot of times, people have to go through things mm -hmm. to come to that conclusion. Maybe. You know what I mean? And then, too, you know, I've learned, because I've been married for 14 years on my second marriage. This is my second marriage. My last, hopefully. Lord Jesus, please. <laughs> but I've learned that you can't criticize people outside of their relationship if you're not in it. Mm -hmm. mm. And I also think that cheating shouldn't be a deal breaker. I used to think, oh, he cheated back. Get away from him. He ain't gonna never act right. I don't think that that's a deal breaker it anymore depends, for men though. or women. It depends. It depends on how bad the cheating was. Well, it, it definitely depends. It depends. Like if you, if, you, if you cheated and you have a full baby, mm -hmm. And that's going to be in the world forever. That's a little tougher than I had a one-night stand. I've been doing this over there, doing this and that over there. But then again, what I've learned is it really depends on that couple and yeah, what they will tolerate. That's right. And that's really nobody's business but theirs. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting, I think, for you doing Sister Circle TV and then putting out this album, Woman, having that show probably has affected the content it has. of your music so much. Yeah, like and especially said. like sitting next to three other women with three other stories. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some of my music was inspired by Kwa when she was going through her divorce. I just met Kwa for top. the first time. Really? Yeah. When oh, I was, down in uh, my, yep. was it Miami? Yeah, Miami yeah. Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, like she was going through the fire. I'm sure you all knew about, you know, her very public divorce, not to mention the many guests right. and the different things that the women have gone through in their stories. And not to mention, too, the men that come on the show 
that want to know more, mm-hmm. that ask questions, that are good men, that want to that wanna do right, that want to do well. You know what I'm saying? So the album is not just for women. It's about women, you know. And men can learn from it some of the things that maybe they question, like, well, I didn't know my woman likes that, you know. Or, <laughs> you know, I didn't know, like, the song Believer, take for, it, for example. The woman is very um, submissive to him in the record. She's basically saying, you know, her innermost thoughts about how this man has made her believe that this he's so cold that at the end of the day, he could be like, this microphone is gold. <laughs> and she'll be like, it sure enough is. <laughs> My God. I that's thought good, it was though, right? No, that's what a good I ma- thing. Because I, ma- I can make her feel that she's way about herself. Well, that's what she's she's yeah. trying to say is, I'll believe, I'm, I'm following you. And essentially... Women, I don't care what you say. I'm an independent woman. Did you, you can do all that. I, you don't miss me with all of that. I like men. They're a good time. I need my man and all of that. So I'm, I'm not the girl that's, I'm independent. I could do it on my own. No. This girl is saying, I believe in you. Mm. You've made me a believer mm. because you take care of me. You take care of me physically, emotionally, financially, totally, wholeheartedly. You're caring about me. You treat me like... Um, it's safe to be that way. Right. Like in the second verse, I say, um, I testify. Um, um, I, I low-key worship you. Uh, you make me obey you. I praise you. I low-key worship you. You make me obey you, meaning not I do what you say like a dog, but if my husband says, if, if there's an issue and my husband says, I don't think we should spend the money for this, that, you know, and this is going to get us in this type of situation, or I don't want you out it past a certain uh, amount of uh, time at night. I don't want you grocery shopping. Like, that's my husband thing. He doesn't want me to grocery shop late at night. That's for safety reasons, though. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it, by doing it, it's essentially obeying. You see what I'm saying? I praise you. You make me obey you. I praise you. Praise you is, oh, baby, you look so good today. I'm so proud of you. Yes, I praise you. Mm-hmm. I low-key worship you. And then I say, man, now nah, I know I'm tripping. But I use those words, worship, because those are words that we use in church. However, this is a woman that's not afraid to be vulnerable right. because she knows <clears throat> that she's safe. Not because she's stupid, but because the man reciprocates the same type of love that she's also giving him. I worship my wife. You should. I, I tell her that. I worship my wife. I, kiss, I literally kiss mm-hmm. my wife's feet. That is so cute. Yes. You should. Y'all yes. are one. Well, support Selena Johnson. Yes. Support. yes. yes. Um, the album is out right now. Um, and I appreciate you, too. When I did Sister Circle, I was going through a lot, and your words were really helpful and inspirational to me and just your whole spirit. So. Well, I'm glad. And you you all are welcome to Sister Circle. And that's our thing at Sister Circle. We don't, which is five days a week, uh, TV <laughs> 1, uh, 12 noon Eastern. Selena, thank you for coming. And um, her album, Woman, is out right now. And Selena, we're going to get into a record off your album. It's called I Deserve More, all right? On The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Gail King responded to all this backlash she got for the questions she asked Lisa Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant. And uh, here's what she had to say about the backlash. I know that if I had only seen the clip that you saw, I'd be extremely angry with me too. I am mortified, I'm embarrassed, and I am very angry. Uh, Unbeknownst to me, my network put up a clip from a very wide-ranging interview 
totally taken out of context and when you see it that way it's very jarring and yes we talked about that court case and i wanted to get lisa's take on it as a friend who knew him well all right well cbs this morning has pretty much decided to change their internal process after gail king blasted them for putting out that clip to promote the interview as you can hear uh, and I guess they just weren't protecting their most high-profile anchor. A lot of her co-workers also are angry at CBS. According to sources connected to the show, they said that they feel like she shouldn't have gotten that backlash because all they put out was that promo clip. And staffers believe CBS should never have let that clip see the light of day. They also said that the interview is actually very flattering to Kobe and covers his achievements in both life and career. And basically, they put that out because, as Gil King said, it was very salacious. Um, I still haven't seen the full interview. Uh, there was one question that she asked that I think was a fair fair question, journalistic question, and that was, uh, should any of this be part of his legacy? Should we, you know, even be talking about this? That, yeah. that, that was a fair question. But, I just, I just but it was the pushing back on the, the, the part when, you know, Lisa said... Hey, I've never seen that side of him, yada yada yada. And Gail was like, "Yeah, but you wouldn't." And it's like, "Well, you know, I don't that, think it should be brought up regardless, though. I don't think any on. of that would have been brought up regardless. He was found not guilty. It, it, it's not a conversation. The man just died. We're talking about his accolades and everything that he's done. That he was found not guilty. That's like bringing up something. But what about this? If I'm found not guilty, why why are we even discussing? It? Why are we even talking well, if, about if, it? If you're having a conversation about somebody's whole life and the whole totality of their life, Kobe Bryant, a public figure, that was a part of his. Life. But if I'm found not guilty, that's not a part of my life. That's yeah, like somebody can well, be charged with is. anything in the is. world. But you if could, I'm found not guilty, why are we even discussing it? It was such a high-profile case, and even though he, he, you got, he, it was brought he up he again when he got nominated guilty. for an Oscar. Yeah, I mean, and I, other people have brought it up. But that doesn't and, make it right. And though. I do feel that for Gail, that she was asking right. somebody that was a really good friend of his, knowing I'm sure that her response would be. You know, well, I know what type of person he was. He would have never done something like that. I don't think it matters. I don't think it's right regardless. I don't think any of that would have been brought up. If he found, if he's found not guilty, why are we bringing it up? Why are we discussing it? Now, if he was found guilty, then we could talk about it. But if he's found not guilty, why are we bringing it up? I'm sure it was a very stressful time of his life and a lot that he went through. I understand right now out of respect died. for the family. You're talking about his family. You're talking about his accolades and a friend that just died. That, in, in that the doesn't con- seem right. In the context of that clip, I agree with you. But if it actually was a whole interview about Kobe's life and they talked about his whole life and legacy, I can see... I could see that one question being asked. I, the whole rest of the interview was very flattering. Not the whole, not not all the questions she asked, but that one question about should this be a part of his legacy, I think that would be a fair question to ask because I loved Lisa's ass on it. When Lisa said, hell no, the case was dismissed and it should be, it should be left there. It, and was, that's a the great, truth. it that, was a great that, response. That question led to that response. So, all right, well, so that's now, was a good question. well now Bill Cosby is chiming in. Oh, and Lord. This is all because oh. now this whole oh, Lord. Uh, Snoop Dogg said, <laughs> did that fake-ass Michael Jackson-ish to tarnish his name with them lying-ass kids and here she is with a known Rapist smiling and laughing. F you and Gail free Bill Cosby. Snoop Dogg posted a picture of Oprah with Harvey Weinstein and said that. This is a lot. Um, and Bill Cosby responded, Snoop, when they brought me to my gated community and placed me inside of my penthouse, they didn't win, nor did they silence me. It's so sad and disappointing that successful black women are being used to tarnish the image and legacy of successful black men, even in death. Are these people that are in need of fame, ratings, and or money on behalf of myself, Camille, and my family? Thank you, thank you, and thank you. My heartfelt prayers are with Kobe and his family, as well as with Michael Jackson and his family. May their legacies live on forever. Thank you, Snoop Dogg. Bet on black legacies. Stop tearing down black men. Enough is enough. 
We didn't need to hear from Bill Cosby at all at nah. a time like this. Nah. <laughs> this is taking it way too far. Come on now. We didn't need to hear Bill Cosby's opinion on this. Uh, you know, even even with Snoop expressing himself, he has the right to express himself. Snoop, there was no need for you to bring Bill Cosby in this. Nah. There was no need to yell out a free Bill Cosby. Shouldn't let that one at slide a, at a time like this. Okay. Everybody understands why you're upset. Everybody understands why you're pissed off. Bill Cosby has nothing to do with this. No. Sit down, Bill Cosby. This has nothing to do with you. And let's not act like you were ever listening to Snoop's music all of a sudden now. You're like, yes, you was the, you, you, you hated was the tearing down black men too. You hated guys like Snoop when you was around. Snoop was the guy, one of the guys you was telling to pull your pants up, pull his pants up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So don't, you know, go looking for Snoop support now. And Snoop shouldn't be looking for Bill support. Not at a time like this. And I don't think, I mean, let's be honest, Bill didn't write that. That, I don't think that was Bill. I don't think Bill pulled out his phone and started tweeting or got on the computer and said, I'm going to tweet this this morning. All I'm saying, there's a lot of people that you can defend out here, and I can see why you would defend them. Bill I'm Cosby a- got a lot of chips stacked against him, bro. <laughs> Everybody's saying, free R. Kelly. Come on now, no, you guys. No, 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 no. All right. There's certain people you just got to let them... You know, and I'm not with all the bitch f you and all of that. So oh, I, we are we gonna talk I'm about that, that next either. hour? All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Shout out to Jay Electronica too. He posted album done, my debut album featuring Hove. Man, this is Highway Robbery, recorded over 40 days and 40 nights, starting from December 26, releasing in 40 days. Uh, Jay, Jay might as well have tweeted free Bill Cosby. Like, like, no, nobody, <laughs> don't, like, don't put those two together, man. Like, album done coming from Jay Electronica the album is done. means nothing. All right. I know what album done means when it comes from other done. artists. When it comes from Jay Electronica, it means nothing until it is in our title well, playlist. I, I hope he proves you wrong. I do, too. Okay. He's got some good appearances on there. And shout out to Michael Rubin. I just want to say this. You know, we're wearing 76's gear. For change, for change, he donated a hundred thousand dollars. Yes, y'all look amazing. Additional twenty five thousand if we wear seventy six gear uh, once a week until the end of the season. I'm wearing this is like a cuddler. It's like it's called a poncho. It's not, not a poncho? Uh, it looks like a snuggie. It's a hoodie. It's like a hoodie snuggie. That's not a poncho. No, it ain't no poncho. Why does yours say sixty nine? No, it doesn't. It's, it says seventy sixes. Oh. <laughs> He's not sure. Is that what you want to see? No. All right, kinky guys. On a Friday, man. Who you giving your donkey to, Kinky man? Whoa. Wow. Your segues are something else, bro. Uh, there's a pastor named David, Dave Dobbenmeyer, and uh, he thinks he's going to hell, right? And he thinks he's going to hell because of J-Lo and Shakira. All we'll right. talk about it for after the hour. All right, we'll get it's to Latino's that next. It's Latino's fault that he feels like he's going to hell. Oh, boy. All right? <laughs> yes. We're going to talk about it for after the hour. All right. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey it's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. At the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey of the day for Friday, February 7th. Goes to an Ohio pastor named Dave Daubenmeyer. Uh, salute to everybody who listens to us in Ohio. Drop on the clues bombs for Ohio, damn it. Breakfast club is heavy in Ohio. We on 10 stations in Ohio, from Akron to Cincinnati to Columbus to Dayton, Perrysburg, Toledo, Urbana. It's a lot, okay? We heavy in Ohio. Salute to Ohio. But mm-hmm. y'all have a pastor there named Dave Daubenmeyer. Uh, he, he's a self-proclaimed activist and host of Past Assault Ministries podcast. And he is one of the 102 million people who watched this year's Super Bowl. And he's one of the people uh, our board op dramos hates because uh, Pastor Dave didn't like the Super Bowl halftime show starring Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Relax, Trom. 
Okay, he doesn't dislike it because it was too Latino or or too or Spanish as hell, as one of, the, of our callers said. He dislikes it because he thinks he's going to hell <laughs> for watching it. All right? Listen, I don't go to church every Sunday. Uh, I don't go to church on damn near no Sunday. I grew up a Jehovah Witness. My grandmother was a Baptist. I like studying the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Malcolm X, Minister Farrakhan. I love God, but I don't love religion. So I don't know what Pastor Dave is talking about when he says he's going to hell for watching the Super Bowl halftime performance. Now, Donkey of the Day, if you're just joining us, if you never listened to The Breakfast Club before, is all about giving people the credit they deserve for being stupid. Pastor Dave says he thinks he's going to hell for watching the Super Bowl halftime show. Well, guess what? That's not even the most stupid part of this story. No, the stupidest part of this story is that Pastor Dave not only thinks he's going to hell because of this Super Bowl halftime show, Pastor Dave wants to sue the NFL because of it. Yes, he wants to sue the NFL because he thinks he's going to hell for watching the Super Bowl halftime show. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to the Past Assault podcast hosted by Pastor Dave Dobbenmeyer to hear exactly what his complaint is. Would that halftime show, would that have been rated PG? Were there any warnings that your 12-year-old young son whose hormones are just getting ready just starting to operate. Was there any warning that he, what he's going to see might cause him to get sexually excited? So I think we ought to go sit down in the courtroom and present this as evidence. Could I go into a courtroom and say, viewing what you put on that screen, put me in danger of hellfire? Could the court say that doesn't apply here because the right to porn overrides your right to watch it? Yeah, but you didn't tell me I was going to watch it. You just brought it into my living room. You didn't tell me. You didn't tell me there were going to be crotch shots. Jesus. He said, well, you should know better. You should know better because it's J-Lo and whoever that was. You should know she's an expert in crotch shots. You already know that. No, <laughs> I, I protect my eyes. I didn't know that about it. Is it not discriminatory for me to say I want to watch the Super Bowl, but I don't want to watch that? That's discriminatory against the values I have in my house. You can't just do that. They won't even let you talk about hoes on Facebook. I want to assume for about $867 trillion. <laughs> he has a lot of struggles Good, going on. Goodness gracious. Now, I know people don't like when I say goddamn. I don't think y'all understand why I say it. See, it's fitting when I hear stories like this because the first person I think about when I hear stories like this is my creator. So I call on him. I say, God. It's like I'm calling on him like Margaret Simon. Come on now, we all read Judy Bloom books growing up. But Margaret Simon says, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I'm cutting out all the, are you there? Okay, it's me, Lenard. That's too long. God know who I am because God is all-knowing. So no need to tell him it's me. And I don't have to ask if he's, if he's there because I know God is always there for me. So I simply say, God. Then I say, damn. The damn is for you, okay? People like Pastor Dave, okay? Mm -hmm. The damn is like, what the hell is wrong with people? In this case, God, damn, what the hell is wrong with Pastor Dave? You think you're going to hell for watching the halftime show and you and you suing for $867 trillion? How do you come up with that number? Okay, fun fact. The Bible, which I'm sure Pastor Dave reads, he's a pastor, right? It has about 30-plus scriptures on not quitting. Okay, in reference to quitting, the Bible commands us to not quit. Even when we get that defeated feeling, scripture uses the word endure a lot when describing how to deal with that feeling of quitting, meaning to abide under or to stand up courageously under suffering. Uh, and let us uh, let and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will, we will reap if we do not give up. That's Galatians 6.9. Second Chronicles 15.7. But as for you be strong and do not give up for your work will be rewarded just to name a couple of scriptures are not 
about not quitting. And, you know, sometimes you have to turn the scripture. You have to lean on that Bible to get a greater understanding of things you may not understand. Pastor Dave, now is not one of those times. You need to quit. All right? Sit your dumb ass down. If you don't like what you saw at the halftime show, if you thought you was going to hell for watching it, what the hell is wrong with your remote control? You could have just turned the channel. Gospel Broadcasting Network was on, I'm sure. Reruns of the 400 Club. You made a choice to sit there and watch the whole performance. So please, in Jesus' name, sit your dumb ass down and give Pastor Dave uh, dumb Dobbin, Dobbin Meyer the biggest hee-haw. Jesus Sounds Christ. like he enjoyed it, though. Why did he sit there and watch it if he thought he was going to hell for it? He enjoyed it. He made a choice. If you're watching you it, it was worth, it's, worth it. it's worth the hellfire drum. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Yes. Now, when we come back, let's talk Gail King. All right? 800-585-1051. Do you think people are going too far? Let's talk about it. Open up the phone lines again. Going too far about what? 800. Uh, I guess what they're saying or how they're trying to cancel Going her. Going too far on Gail? Calling her a name. Do we have time to play clips right fast? Gonna play, we want to play Snoop? All right, let's play Snoop's clip right fast. Who's the short one? Well, Snoop is the one that went in there, Snoop. Man. Gail King, out of pocket for that shit. What do you gain from that? I swear to God, we the worst. We expect more from you, Gail. Don't you hang out with Oprah? Why y'all attacking us? We your people. You ain't coming after Harvey Weinstein asking them dumbass questions. I get sick of y'all. I want to call you one. Is it okay if I call him one? Funky dog head bitch. Lord have mercy. All right, well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. People going too far, let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Gail King. Uh, she did an interview, and during the interview, she asked uh, Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant, and this is what she asked. It's been said that his legacy is complicated because of a sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, Lisa, go get that girl or tell her or send her this. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it though. As his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. I just don't believe that. Is it even a fair question to talk about it considering he's no longer with us and that it was resolved? I think the media should be more respectful. And I think that that's how we should leave it. People were very upset about it, calling her names like Snoop Dogg. This is what Snoop had to say. Gail King, out of pocket for that shit. What do you gain from that? I swear to God, we the worst. We expect more from you, Gail. Don't you hang out with Oprah? Why are y'all attacking us? We your people. You ain't coming after Harvey Weinstein asking them dumbass questions. I get sick of y'all. I want to call you one. Is it okay if I call her one? Funky dog head, bitch. Respect the family and back off, bitch, before we come get you. That's, that's one of many things Snoop Dogg that, had to say. Correct, and also Boosie uh, had some things to say as well. Gail King, why the f would you do something like that? Why would you do that to your people? You know what people are going through, right? Why would you ask a f 
and question like that, trying to tarnish somebody's image. You do that to your own black people. You say it, bro. So we're asking 800-585-1051, do you feel like it's going too far? Uh, we start with you, Yee. I, I definitely feel like calling a, a woman a bitch and all of those things is going too far. I do completely understand and agree that it was tasteless, the question, the way that she phrased it. I feel like if there was a way to bring it up, I don't think that was the right way. I understand Gail saying that, okay, I was asking Lisa Leslie because that was a friend of his and to put a button on it and whatever her explanation was, it didn't come off well at this time. But I also feel like she's a news anchor. We've been doing radio for quite some time also. There's going to be times that people don't agree with you. There'll be times when you make a mistake. And I don't think it's justified to do what Snoop doesn't like other people doing, which is uh, just basically going in on people and being the worst the worst kind to ourselves. I, see, I, I disagree with you. Um, and the reason I disagree with you is, I mean, that was Snoop's friend. That's somebody that was close and near to dear to Snoop. The man hasn't been laid to rest yet. The man, they, they, they're still grieving. So he was found not guilty. And the fact that they brought it up was tasteless. And that's the way Snoop feels. Do I feel like she should be canceled and everything like that? No, I don't feel that because we, we, we should be able to make a mistake and say, you know what, I made a mistake and come back from it. But you can't tell Snoop how to react because that was his friend. I could imagine if somebody said something like that to one of my friends, my close friend, my personal friend that was found not guilty. He just died. His family's still grieving. They lost his daughter and him. And, and somebody talks about a case that he was found not guilty, I might say some wild-ish, too. Yeah, so I just, I, as a black woman, don't like people calling us bitches. Well, I, I don't like somebody saying, you know, bringing up something that he was found not guilty, and I, I really feel I, like taking his legacy. That, that's no, how I, can, I would feel if like that was I, my I can agree friend, that, my that people buddy, could disagree. I just, a, a family member. You know, I just that's how I would feel. I just can't agree with calling her a bitch. Um, Charlamagne the God here. Uh, I have no problem with people calling out Gail and Oprah. Uh, I didn't like the clips I saw from the Gail and Lisa, Lisa Leslie interview, and everyone has a right to say that they didn't agree and why they didn't agree and, and whatever way they want to say it. And I'm the first person to tell people you can't tell someone how to react, and that is very true. But I can also say if I think y'all going too far with your reactions, and yes, I think that y'all are going a little too far. Gail, Gail got called out her name about a million times yesterday. She's getting death threats. Like, bro, at the end of the day, they still women and they black women at that and they older black women that could be our aunts, grandmothers, big sisters. We can express our displeasure Correct. without going that crazy. And I'm going to tell you something else. I would have no problem with any of this if we treated everyone equally. I promise you, we go harder on our own, meaning black people, than we do other people. Same thing y'all say Gail and Oprah do to black men. Y'all doing the Gail and Oprah, and I have to ask why we don't go at white people the same way. That white chick, Abigail Disney, uh, the other journalist, chick from the Washington Post, that white comedian, Ari, they all said really, really harsh things like about terrible, Kobe. way worse things than asking a question. I just can't like, agree with, call, I can agree with people are upset. It was a tasteless question, but I just don't think bitch and, and all of that is called I don't think you can yeah, tell like, people like, how to react. No, you can't. The, with the, comedian, you can't. the whole thing was we didn't report the comedian because why? We said we didn't want to give him light. That was the reason okay, why so we let me ask this. that. Uh, Ari, right? Ari said, I'm glad he died. And I know social media did jump on Ari's ass a little bit. He put his page on private. But 
I don't feel like they went as hard at him or any of those other white people I, I named as they did on Gail and Oprah. I don't know if it's because Gail and Oprah are bigger celebrities. They are. I don't know if it's because, uh, uh, I, I don't know what it is. I just want us to be equal opportunists when it comes to who we choose to publicly attack. Because it, it shouldn't be about the people, right? No. It should be about the idea of disrespecting somebody like that Correct. when they're passed. Correct. So if it's about the idea, everybody should get attacked equally. It shouldn't yeah. matter what the celebrity is. And the point was we're worse to each other than we are to other people. So why are we being worse to each other again in this case? Well, yes. see, it's a point where he's hurt. That's his friend. I would never call Gail that. I'm not mostly connected to Kobe like Snoop is. But if somebody says something like that to some, one of my brothers, my son, my father, I might call him my host of names. If that's the way I'm feeling. But here's the thing. Snoop feels different than you, feels different than Yeast, feels different than me. Because they had a relationship, they had a bond, they were friends. Yes, but I will say, uh, from a journalist perspective, and I'm not a journalist at all, Gail did ask one question that I thought was fair. Mm -hmm. And the reason I thought it was fair, because it it, it provided Lisa Leslie the opportunity to say what she said about the case being dismissed, and that's how we should leave it. And the question Gail asked was when she said, should we even be talking about this? Should this be a part of his legacy? That was a good question, because it gave Lisa the opportunity to say, no, the case should have been dismissed, and we should leave, the case was dismissed, and we should leave it there. I just don't think it should have been brought up. But as a journalist, we all do make mistakes. We're gonna say something that's foul. I'm just a with an opinion. Well, you said a lot of stuff that's foul. So, you know, yes. we do make mistakes. Maria. Um, I She asked the question. Lisa Leslie said, no, it should be dropped. And that should have been the end of it. But Gail pushed it and she pushed it. And that was what I didn't agree with at all. But I, what I specifically didn't agree with was Snoop Dogg calling her the names that he did. And I, I get why he was mad. I totally understand it 100 percent. But considering how contentious the relationship is, unfortunately, between black men and black women, he just kind of escalated it and took it to another level. And that I did not like. You know, he's asking her to be careful with her words. He's a self, a well-documented, self-proclaimed gang member. He said at the end, shut the F up before we come and get you. Yeah, that was just, man. Come on, that's yeah, a lie. Yeah, man. With that. yeah, man. And, you know, like I said, man, like, like Gail is receiving death threats. Like, listen, even if and I can understand totally why Snoop's emotional. If, 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 if in a, a fit of rage, mm-hmm. he lets one bitch go, all right, I get it. But, yo, he doubled down about a million times. Like, literally, like, they was really wilding yesterday. 800-585-1051. Are people going too far? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Gail King, and we're asking, do you feel that people went too far on her? Snoop called her the B-word. Uh, a lot of people were going in. Um, I honestly feel like, you know, for Snoop, that was his friend. For every reaction, it is a reaction. For myself, I would never call somebody like that. But also, you know, if people make a mistake, they got to be able to say, you know what, I made a mistake and, and fess up. Um, Gail didn't. Gail came back and says, well, you guys didn't hear the full interview. Uh, I, I, I think it was tasteless. I mean, there's times up here where I said some foul-ish, that Yee said some foul-ish, that Charlamagne said some foul-ish. But we say it and... We apologize if we believe we were wrong and keep it moving. Yeah, I mean, listen, I always say you can't tell people how to react, and that is a fact, right? Mm-hmm. And we always say for every action, there's an equal or opposite reaction. That's not always true, because based off what Gail, you know, did in that interview, the backlash she's receiving isn't warranted. I don't think it's worth death threats. I don't think it's worth being called out of your name a million times, especially when, you know, I just don't see us going that hard on 
white people. Like, like, like Abigail Disney deserved some of that smoke. The other journalist from the Washington Post, what was, I can't even remember her name right now. She deserved some of that smoke that Oprah and Gail She did. lost her job and got, let, and got hired again. She got again. suspended. Right, she got yeah. suspended. Hello? Yo. Well, what's up? Who's this? Yep. Hey, this Polo. I think Gail was totally disrespectful. Kobe just passed away. Lucy said it the best. I don't want, I can't call her the B word because I do it myself. But she was wrong, man. The man just passed. Everybody grieving. The whole world grieving. Why are you going to disrespect him on live TV like that? It's just crazy. Okay. Hello, who's this? <laughs> Yo, what's going on? It's Benny from Jersey. We're living down in 7 5. What's up, Benny? Do you think people went too far? Yeah, man. Snoop, um... I'm not going to say as far as, like, went too far as far as pressing her and letting her know that, you know, her making that statement was wrong. That's fine. He he cursing at, cursing at her, calling out her name and all that stuff. That's You can't do that. And, like, at the end of the day, what a lot of these gal and, you know, a lot of these reporters, reporters are forgetting, the woman that, that accused Kobe of this sexual assault was found with like six different DNAs inside of her. Yeah. So she was he was found innocent. Well the the case was the case was dismissed. Yeah the case was was dismissed. Mm -hmm. They settled in the civil case. The criminal case was dismissed. Exactly. So it's like people are not bringing that up. They're just ready to say Kobe did this in the past, but we're gonna try. It's like why even bring it up if if he's innocent. Right. All right, thank you, brother. Let the man rest in peace. Janelle, good morning. Good morning, Envy. Good morning, Angela. Good you morning. How y'all doing? What's up, Queen? How are you? Do you feel people are going too I'm far? Good. No, I feel like everybody's opinion is valid. The media has to understand it's a delicate time. People are grieving. And I understand that you have to ask the hard questions, but it's not the time. It's not the time. Like, Kobe was that dude. And nobody cares about something that was dismissed 20 years ago. Like, you have to have some kind of coof about yourself when you're talking to people that's mourning. So, no, I, I, feel I agree. Like she, she know what it is. We black. Like, we express ourselves. We get angry. A bitch is a dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Snoop, he just went in. That's his boy. Like, L.A. is grieving. You got Nip. It's about to be one year with Nip. Now you got Kobe. That was tragic as hell. That shook the world. So, yeah, Gail, as a black woman, she should know when to just fall back. It's bad enough that we had white people attacking him the day he died, the day after he died. Gail should know. His legacy is not complicated, Gail. No, it's not. It's Listen, Queen, by his legacy. Queen, I agree with you. All I right. agree with a lot of the things that you're saying, but you just said something very poignant. You said we had white people attacking Kobe the day that he died. Uh, for Felicia... Son Mez of the Washington Post. Right. She got put on administrative leave. Abigail Disney yelled, screamed out that Kobe was a rapist. Uh, the, the comedian Ari. I just want us to be equal opportunists when it comes to who we choose to publicly attack. Cause I don't, I don't think we go at them white people the way we go at our own. They definitely did on Twitter. They definitely did on Twitter. I mean, they. I don't, I don't, I didn't hear Snoop and all of them calling her a bitch. But I think it's because it's our people. That and we're more delicate. And I agree with you. Yeah, it's like you look at out. You look at us to do things differently. Like if somebody, right. if, if a white person says something about us, it's kind of like you expect it. But I, if if my own says it, it hurts me okay, even more. Okay, so if a white man tells you the SMD, right, mm-hmm. and I tell you the SMD, who you gonna swing on first? You. I know that. That why? Because you know me. Uh, I don't, I don't care. You, you, SMD is disrespectful all across the board. Just, just like it's like a white person called a cop for me in, in in my neighborhood, right? I expect it. But if a brother sees me walking down the neighborhood and he calls a cop on me, I, I, I'm gonna feel a different. Like why me, bro? 
I could get, be getting money just like you. I just feel differently. I, don't, I, I just feel I, like I, I just feel like you. we can't be mad at someone that we feel like attack somebody and then attack somebody that's one of our own also in that same way. You can check somebody and express how you feel, but now you're doing the same thing, and now look at how divided everything the is. The same way we want Gail and Oprah to go at the Weinsteins and other white men of the world, we need to go at Felicia Sanmez of the Washington Post and Abigail Disney and all them other white people that got something negative to say about Kobe the same way. And I don't know why we don't. I don't know if it's because Oprah and Gail's celebrity are bigger, if it's because it's a black thing, a white thing. I just think that we go at our own we harder our own than down. we go at the white people. That's the whole point of this. But, and then we just did it some more. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Kevin Durant and... Um, um, he's talking about his burner phone and why all these rumors about him coming to the Knicks had originally started. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So we told you about Javante Davis getting arrested for domestic violence. Well, uh, he did post yesterday. He said, be careful with the decision you make. One mistake can mess up everything. I'm learning. Hey, he's right. And uh, he was dead wrong. But we have to allow people to make mistakes, especially young people. It's just that we see a lot of their mistakes in, in real time. So it's true. So it's easy to be so judgmental. But come on, you was, a, you was, a, you was young ones, too. All right, now let's talk about marriage boot camp. Y'all know yesterday I was home for the earliest that I've been home in a while, and I was like, I'm going to go to bed early. But then marriage boot camp came on mm -hmm. at 10 o'clock last night, and I was like, okay, I got to stay up and watch marriage boot camp because uh, some of my friends are on there, including Styles P and Ajua Styles. Now here is what their storyline is on the show. We've been together 24 years, married 13. We're here at marriage boot camp because... Our marriage is boring. It's old, it's boring, it's stale, and we need to have more fun and more passion. I feel like he's not putting in the effort that he used to put in. There's no romance at all, zero. All right. Now, um... That hurt my feelings. <laughs> Lord have mercy. They're I very need, blunt. But you know what? Home. I saw after this, right, because I tweeted about it so people would know that it was on. I want to make sure everybody watches and supports. And he was explaining why he did the show. He said, if you was with someone 24 years, you may need the same. But I hear you. Love is love. I've always shared my pain and soul with y'all. I actually needed the marriage therapy. And to be honest, I need more. So to get paid well for something I needed was sort of a no-brainer for me. Am I still romantic? I think so. If you have to just think so, you're probably not. No, nah, I mean, I don't think about it. I'm, I'm just always be constantly... Be like, yes, I absolutely am. I, I, I'm always constantly doing things for my, my queen. I don't know what romantic is. When is Burger King doing them waffles for Valentine's? How soon on Valentine's Day. Oh, it's and on it's Valentine's only in four Day? locations. You will have to take your what? queen to 42nd Street. Would that be considered romantic? No. No, probably not. Depending burger. on what you do, though, you can make anything romantic. For showing a picture of your old girlfriend, that's not romantic, bro. Depending on how you go about it, anything can be romantic. So, all right, now hmm. <laughs> let's discuss Kevin Durant. He did his sit-down on the All the Smoke podcast on Showtime with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. And amongst the things he talked about was using his burner account. Remember, he got outed for having a burner account? Mm -hmm. Here's what he said. I'm still going to do the burner thing. <laughs> I'm still going to do that. You still on it? Yeah. Certain people, I'm going to come back on my regular account. But if I'm going to try and do my thing, hey, so, hey, get look out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, look yeah, out. Yeah, hey, yeah. I got the burner. It's yeah, still yeah. out there. Yeah. It's lurking. <laughs> it's, I just slipped yeah. up that one time. All right, in addition to that, um, he discussed those rumors that he was supposed to be playing for the Knicks. I never came out and said anything about me wanting to play for the Knicks, mm -hmm. ever. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I got something against the Knicks. I just didn't like all that attention when I was playing for another team. So, like, I never really was 
Big on that New York thing, it was just everybody else, you know, the media and the fans and obviously the New York Knicks fans and, you know, they wanted a, a superstar to come play for them finally. But I never promised Damn. anybody I was playing for the Knicks. Carmelo Anthony's a superstar. You had to say finally. He also said that uh, Drake is the greatest rapper of all time. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that conversation. That's a generational thing. Kevin mm-hmm. Durant is from that era, and so I can understand why he would say that. Well, you know, I really don't understand why he would say that because Kendrick is is part of this generation. But he might like Drake. He might like Drake more. Yeah, you're right. It's his personal. That's opinion. his personal I'm opinion. Mad, I'm not mad at that. And you know, they have this account that they allegedly think now is his burner account. I was reading some of the tweets. They're kind of funny. We don't know that it is, but one of the tweets says Kevin Durant is one of the realest and nicest people in the NBA. In the new podcast with Matt Barnes, he talked about how it would have been amazing coming back and winning the title against Toronto, and he knew he wasn't going to win FMVP and wanted to see Steph win it. Real man. I mean, the, the thing is, the only reason they probably feel like that is because they've caught him with a burner account before. Yeah, they did, and he said mm-hmm. he still has, he's still doing he it. He still has one, yep. So, there you have it. All right. Um, R. Kelly, he was in the Brooklyn courtroom. Well, not necessarily. He appeared by video on Thursday, yesterday. He should never be in a video ever again for the rest of his life. That should be part of all stipulations. Now, the judge said they have to round up hundreds of potential jurors for when this sex trafficking case goes to trial this summer. And what they are saying is that date is going to be July 7th. So they need a pool of about 200 potential jurors, and they expect to send out 500 questionnaires to pre-screen those people. They said we need to leave enough time to get our jury in place. Originally, it was supposed to start earlier. It was going to start in April, so they pushed it back to... um, It was supposed to start in May. They pushed it back to July because they didn't feel like they had time. Also, he does have his federal case in Illinois going to trial in April. So he's got a packed schedule. He's charged with sex trafficking? Yeah. Lord have mercy. Uh, now, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez, they are going to be inviting their exes to their wedding this summer. So They uh, should. Yeah. They're uh, the parents of their, their kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely and they all should. get along, and so their exes will be on the guest list. See, I don't like that wording. They're not exes. They're the mother of their... Mother and fathers of their children. You well, know they what I'm saying? Are, they are exes, they too. Be yeah, but exes don't tell a whole story. That's his ex-wife, know that. uh, ex-husband. Because ex could be Ben Affleck. You know what I'm saying? No, that's his ex-wife and ex-husband. It didn't say that, though. It just said exes. Well, when we said ex, we meant ex-wife, ex-husband. Oh, okay. We well, got to be more specific. All right. I'm, I'm like, why the hell is uh, Batman at the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Up, Batman ain't got no business at the goddamn wedding. The worst Batman of all time has no business at the wedding. And I'm talking about Ben Affleck. Wow. <laughs> All, All right. right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. And shout out to Donnell Rawlings one last time, man. He posted a picture Never heard of, him. of himself on Instagram from when he uh, was dressed up as Rerun. I don't know if you guys saw that. I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't even know. Who, I don't. I really have no idea who that guy is. All right. What's his name again? Stop. All right. Well, Revolt, we'll see you guys on Monday. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. We throw it back on a Friday. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Friday. It's Black History Month. And who are we repping today? All right. Well, today uh, we celebrate the born day of one of the greatest communicators of all time, one of the greatest messengers of all time. He's been giving out free jewelry on stage for years, and he goes by the name of the God. Chris Rock. Drop one of Clues Bombs for Chris Rock, Dramos. Drop it, baby. Happy birthday to Chris Rock. Yes, man. Long before Carlos Miller uttered the magical words, Black Men Don't Cheat, long before Little Duval and I recorded a song called Black Men Don't Cheat, Chris Rock, in one of his sermons titled Bring the Pain, explained to all men why they shouldn't cheat and what women really want after they discover their partner has been unfaithful. And that's why he's today's new Black History Month legend. Let's hear from Chris Rock. 
The Breakfast Club presents a new Black History Month legend. Can't cheat. Know why? Because you're going to get caught. <laughs> you're going to get caught. I don't care who you are, you're 007. You're going to get caught. You are going to get caught. And you don't want to get caught. But I'd rather get caught stealing some from the government than to get caught cheating on a woman. Because I got caught out there about five years ago. I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> a woman found two condoms in my pocket, but it was a pack of three. <laughs> and all I gave was, where's the other condom? Where's the other condom? Where the is the other condom? Where is the condom? Yo, women are just like the police. They can have all the evidence in the world, but they want the confession. <laughs> but I know you did it, just admit it. Just admit it. I know you did it. I got it on film. I know you did it. Just admit it. I found a blonde hair. You was the cracker, ass cracker, wasn't you? I know you did it. Just admit it. Can you be a man? Can you be a man and say that you're there? Was it good? Did she toss your salad? I know you did it. Just admit it. And that was another new Black History Month legend, courtesy of The Breakfast Club. All right, well, again, happy birthday to Chris Rock. Happy born day to the God, mm-hmm. Chris Rock. All right, and when we come back, positive notes, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. All right, you guys have a great weekend, all right? Shout out to Selena Johnson for joining us this morning. Man, salute to Selena Johnson. Uh, one of the, the beautiful things I love about uh, radio in 2020, not even just radio, any any audio platform when we do these interviews there's certain things from the interview that you know is gonna you know go viral later and people are gonna have a discussion around a lot of those things i can't wait to see what the discussion is around a lot of the things selena johnson said especially in regards to relationships okay that's gonna be fun all right laying on the couch at home with nothing to do and shout to pop smoke pop smoke released his album today Brooklyn, what up, man? Congratulations Brooklyn, to Pop Brooklyn, what up, Smoke son, all, all day. Also, shout out to Donnell Rawlings. Nah, we're not shouting out Donnell Rawlings. Donnell, put me, he's putting me in all types of outfits and clothes on his Instagram. I thought you put those who's on. That? Who's no, that? Who's Donnell Rawlings. Well, who's Monique and Friends is on Showtime tonight, <laughs> and Donnell is featured on Monique and Friends as one of the comedians also. He's one of the friends. I never heard it. I never heard of this Donnell Rawlings person, and um, being that I never heard of him, I'm, that's probably why he's just one of the friends. I'm looking at this flyer, and all the comedians have a picture of themselves, and there is a a cartoon of Donnell's face. I feel like he might have photoshopped himself into the special. I think that this Donnell Rollins person, I don't know him, but I think that he's really old. He's like 72, mm. and so he don't like to post recent pictures of himself because he still be trying to act like he young. Mm-mm. I don't yeah, know if y'all yeah, saw this yeah, picture, yeah, yeah. but it's a cartoon. It's really weird. Mm-mm. All right. Well, leave us on a positive note. Man, my positive note today comes from the late, great Nipsey Hussle, man. It's Black History Month. I think this is perfect. Uh, Nipsey Hussle said, Black man, you are a god by nature. You are strong and moral by nature. You are kind, respectable, and merciful by nature. You are a product of peace and righteousness. Don't take on the identity of a beast just to deny your identity as a god. Your royalty is in righteousness. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?